From Islamic Finance News, the world's leading Islamic finance news provider, this is IFN Podcast. Hi, welcome to the IFN Podcast. My name is Nasreen. I'm the news editor at Islamic Finance News, and I'm your host today. In this episode, we have as our guest, Syed Zohair Naqvi, the founder and CEO of Iqraz, an Islamic financial company from Canada with a focus on halal mortgage products. Thank you so much for joining us, Zohair. Thank you for having me, Nasreen. It's a pleasure to be here. So we understand that the Canadian Islamic finance landscape is predominantly focused on halal mortgage financing and halal investment platforms for now. How did you reach the decision to start Iqraz and what was the market like when you first started out? Great question, uh, Nisreen. I started this journey about five years ago. Um, I have a, I'm a chemical engineer and a pensions actuary by profession. So I like to call myself a self-proclaimed uh, nerd and I like to do new things as an entrepreneur. I have a construction and oil and gas business in Qatar um, in 2017, my wife and I decided to move to Canada as the kids were getting older. And uh, I was looking for good, uh, sound business opportunities. And among my various conversations, the idea of Islamic finance came about. I started researching it. And over the following year, in completing my, in, in doing my research, I found that this is a very big and underserved market for several reasons. And that's how I decided to get into it. Can you tell us about the services and the products that Iqraz offers and what the demand is like so far? So Iqraz is focusing mainly on uh, halal mortgages. In Canada, there's 1.8 million Muslims and therefore there is demand for all Islamic financial services that are traditionally available in other countries, such as mortgages, halal, ijara, car financing, student loans, personal loans. Uh, there is also demand for commercial halal financing because there's an increasing community of Muslim entrepreneurs. Um, Muslims are almost 5% of the population in Canada, and they are increasing very fast. And therefore, the entire suite of halal financing products is required here. Ikraz decided to uh, start with mortgages for a couple of reasons. One, it's by far the, I would say, the biggest and most immediate need because everybody wants a home. In Canada, the real estate market is traditionally always on the rise if you compare it with other countries, including the US or the UK, uh, Australia, or any other countries. Traditionally, Canadian real estate grows very, very uh, continuously, very fast because of immigration, because of urbanization. So we decided to focus on halal mortgages because that was the most important and urgent need. As far as the market is concerned, there has been a lot of uh, surveys and a lot of uh, articles written about this. The Embassy of Brunei did a survey survey with a company called Abrahamic Finance, which is actually owned by a friend of mine, uh, Momin Saeed, a very prominent uh, individual in the Alberta Islamic community. And uh, they assessed not only that the market demand is very big, but that people were willing to pay a reasonable premium of, uh, you know, sort of what we call a religious premium to get a halal mortgage. The demand, in our opinion, based on the research that I've done uh, over the last four years, if you look at 1.8 million Muslims, that's about 600,000 households. Hmm. And compare that with the average house price in Canada of 1.2 million, that's an almost 
that's that's a ridiculously huge uh, market. If if we assume that one third of those Muslims are devout, that translates into an almost two hundred and ten to two hundred and fifty billion dollar market right now. Not only that, it's expected to grow by stats can Statistics Canada uh, to almost double because mm. the Islamic population is expected to almost double in the next ten years. It is the fastest growing population in Canada, and. Uh, this $250 billion halal mortgage market, again, in my opinion, it's a very conservative estimate because it is based only on one-third uh, devout Muslims and uh, assuming that two-thirds will never even touch it. Um, it's also not incorporating the fact that house prices go up a lot in Canada. And mm-hmm. uh, this is based on you know it, conservative estimates of average home prices. So it's a very, very large market and it's pretty much... Um, under uh, unserved, I, I would estimate that the amount of mortgages outstanding in Canada right now is probably less than two hundred or three hundred million. So, compare three hundred million with three hundred billion almost. Mm. Well, how about well, let's let's go back to how Iqraz was set up. Could you talk to us about the, the journey for you? Was it you know was it were there any challenges, especially when it comes to regulatory support, perhaps? And how were those challenges overcome? Nasreen, you've asked me a very big question. How many hours do we have for this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) I, you know, um, when you say if there were any challenges, um, I I would tell you, I'm 48 years old and I've launched several businesses. As I mentioned, I am an engineer. I've been in pensions. I've worked in insurance. I've worked in uh, construction and oil and gas. I have an IT business. I can tell you that this is by far the most difficult project that I have ever done or tried to do in my life. And the biggest blessing I would say that uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to me was ignorance of how hard it was going to be. If I had known how hard this was going to be, I would definitely not have even tried it. So mainly... There were four major uh, barriers to overcome, and these were uh, these 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 barriers took us about about four four and a half years to overcome. The first one was having a compatible product design, because and most people who are in the Islamic finance global community do not know this. Canada is very different to the U.S., U.K., and other Western countries in that Canadian laws and regulations, as well as Canadian capital markets, are not conducive to accepting traditional, uh, simple murabaha, which is a home-based murabaha, or musharaka or ijara products, because there's a lot of tax problems. Um, the Canadian capital markets are attuned to mortgages of within five-year renewable term. 90% of all Canadian mortgages across Canada all Canadian conventional mortgages, 90% are within five years renewable term. There is no at-scale financing available for mortgages that are longer term. Mm. So for that reason, a Murabaha product becomes very hard to sell. Mm. Musharaka and Ajara are pretty much impossible, even though there are some companies doing it. Um, but uh, they, uh, I, I always caution my fellow um, entrepreneurs who are doing Musharaka products to get tax opinions because we did try to uh, we, we spent more than six months on trying to figure out a Musharaka product, but our tax lawyers pretty much confirmed to us that this is impossible uh, without bending or even breaking some Canadian uh, capital gains and land transfer tax and other, um, other, other regulations. And that was a bit of a problem for us. So the product structure was the first 
challenge, which took us about mm-hmm. six to eight months and about, uh, and you know, three law firms helped me, a couple of product managers that I knew helped me. So we uh, developed our own monthly murabaha structure, um, which overcame the Canadian regulatory problems and tax problems, as well as disclosure issues and capital markets issues. The second challenge was integrating ourselves with the Canadian mortgage industry. Whenever I would go to the Canadian uh, investors like banks and credit unions, what they would say is that, look, even if we do decide to take the risk of financing a totally blue ocean, new kind of structure, because nobody's familiar with halal finance in Canada among the conventional uh, financial industry, there is very little knowledge among the professionals about what Islamic finance really is. So they think of it as something very exotic, something very scary. Um, if I were over the four years, if I've tried to talk to 10 people, um, seven would refuse to even take a call with me and three would take a call. Two of them would say no. One would say maybe. And then I would kind of keep harassing that maybe person until they said a yes. And that's kind of been the journey over the last four years. Um, so the banks would tell me that, look, even if we do decide to take a chance on this, we will only do so. If you work with industry partners, uh, such as um, well-known brokers, mortgage broker firms, such as well-known, um, a well-known mortgage administrator who's going to manage and administer your portfolio. And uh, if you do not do that, we are not going to give you any financing. Again, something people don't know in Canada about Canada is that while in other countries, there may be hundreds of mortgage administrators. In Canada, there's literally just about four or five recognizable mortgage administrators that qualify for this kind of uh, external administration where the banks would give you funding if they are your administrators. I spoke to all of them. They they initially all declined. And then finally, it took me one and a half years of a lot of networking and uh, and convincing um, individuals in the industry to give us a chance. And after one and a half years, one of the mortgage administrators that we are working with, they decided to take a big risk on us when we really did not even have much beyond some documents and a a product structure. Um, So our our administrator, CMLS Financial, it's one of the only two DBRS-rated mortgage administrators in Canada. They have a $40 billion portfolio. They are a CMHC lender. And uh, we have now a very good, healthy relationship with them, such that Ikraz's mortgages are now administered by CMA, CMLS. And, and for that reason, we are now we were we became eligible to take funding from a Canadian bank because their funds are secure because they're managed by CMLS. So they suddenly trust this. Um, the third challenge was a, a proper governance structure. In Canada, there's about 10 other companies that are doing halal finance. And I know all of them very well. And. The problem in Canada with halal finance has been that the world of Islamic finance and the knowledge of Islamic finance on the one hand and the world of conventional finance, Canadian capital markets, Canadian financial community, uh, what we call Bay Street in Toronto, which is the Wall Street of New York. um, You know, there's very few people who have good knowledge of both the conventional side and the Islamic side. And I find that most of the people who've tried to do this, there's a lack there of comprehensiveness in their designs and their processes and their structures, either on the Islamic side, where they're not totally Sharia 
compliant, at least to the satisfaction that I would hold myself to, to the standards that I would hold myself to. If they are Sharia compliant, they are not either tax compliant or regulatory compliant, or they're taking some shortcuts. So that governance structure was very important for us to resolve. And what I did seeing this challenge was that I invested almost a year in developing the relationships and friendships with the appropriate uh, governance specialists in Canada, the appropriate capital market specialists in Canada. And, And if you look at our board, our board has as much Islamic finance expertise as it does Canadian non-Islamic finance expertise, conventional um, capital markets expertise, governance expertise, entrepreneurship expertise. So it is the suite of all of these things, which is the compatible product design, the corporate governance structure, and the integration with the Canadian mortgage industry. These were the three challenges which ultimately helped resolve the fourth and final challenge, which is to get unlimited or large-scale funding in Canada for Islamic mortgages. What would you like to see more of in Canada's Islamic finance space in the coming year or two years? I would say three things that I find that I wish, uh, that I do want to, and I intend to actually work towards. The first thing is the awareness among the industry professionals as well as the government. Mm -hmm. The second thing that I would love to see is a lot more education among the Islamic community. Now that I have launched, I'm finding it to be a very major struggle to educate the Islamic customers, the Muslim customers, because they are so suspicious Mm -hmm. of Islamic financial firms because there have been some mishaps in the past They have been fooled in the past or even defrauded in the past. And IFN might be familiar with uh, certain things uh, which have happened, you know, maybe over a decade ago where one company um, collapsed and people lost homes. And uh, and there was a lot of uh, negative media about Islamic finance. And since that time, people have become very uh, cynical about this, even though we have a Sharia certificate from some of the Uh, best-known scholars in the world through the Sharia Review Bureau, which is a very well-known, well-respected Sharia auditor and Sharia consultant, people want fatwas from their mosques. So if I have a thousand customers, that they want a hundred fatwas between them. And that's an impossible thing for us to do. I just would love to see a lot more of institutionalization and unity among the Islamic community, Islamic customers, so we can follow certain set standards like AOFI or IIFM uh, or what you may. And that is something that I feel personally responsible to work towards. The third thing that I find probably the most urgent and also the lack of which I find the most painful is the lack of cooperation between the Islamic finance companies. I have found that uh, because the industry is not mature yet, there is a certain sense of distrust and a zero-sum game kind of approach that CEOs and founders and entrepreneurs seem to be taking on the Islamic finance side. Whereas from my own business experience in Qatar, you know, with the construction industry, where I had more than 50 competitors and yet we still did okay, here, we have a 250 billion market and only eight or nine, um, maximum 10, as I mentioned to you, firms doing this. I feel that there is so much room for everybody to cooperate. 
And the more we cooperate, the better services we can provide and the stronger we will become as a as an industry segment, the more we can collaborate to influence the financial and mortgage communities as well as the government. But that collaboration, that trust is yet to be built. And that is something that I hope that we can achieve in the, in the coming months and years. So those are the three things that I would love to see a bit more of in Canada. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that, actually. Um, and I do hope that it also does work out um, in your favor. Well, my very last question really is specifically for you as the head of Iqra's. What are you excited about in the next 12 months? Are there any upcoming products or initiatives uh, from Iqra's that uh, we can share with our audience? You know, some, you know, in the near future, anything that you guys are preparing to launch or anything you want to share? I will answer your question in two parts, and I'm going to actually extrapolate your question maybe to three years, to 12 months and three years. Okay. You know, for the first 12 months, I would say that my goal is to expand our portfolio, considering that we only launched uh, six weeks ago. We already have um, $18 million in pre-approved mortgages and a $90 million pipeline which we developed only over the past three or four months, I would say. We want to focus this 12 months on growing our portfolio um, and working with the banks to enhance our financing and to make the financing cheaper. Currently, our financing is a little bit more expensive than I would like it to be, uh, though I think our pricing is fairly reasonable. It's about 7 point. We are, we are selling a mortgage today at 7.99% Murabaha profit, whereas uh, the most competitive mortgage by the big five banks like RBC or BMO or TD is about 54 uh, to 5.6%. So actually, it's not all that bad for, uh, for a starting position, but I would love to see it go down more. And that's my aim for the first 12 months. If you say for the first 24 to 36 months, Indeed, we are looking at uh, many other things. In particular, I have already started looking at uh, halal credit cards because there is no halal credit card in Canada. And the market for credit cards is huge, in my opinion. There is a lot of negative uh, connotations by some orthodox Islamic um, individuals assigned to credit cards. I would love to work to correct those misconceptions because there are indeed halal structures for credit cards, and I am working on that. Um, there, we are. We also are working on Ijara car loans, which is something of of a lot of interest, because again, 1.8 million Muslims. You can imagine how many cars they would all need. Um, we get a lot of uh, requests for commercial financing, and commercial financing in many ways is actually easier than consumer financing because the deals are, you know, they're larger deals, so um, you can you can invest a lot more in customizing each deal to according to each customer. And, and it's just generally easier to find the financing and to arrange all that for, for those commercial deals. So that's something we're working on as well. One thing that I feel that there is work already going on by other companies is on the investment side. Right now, there is demand for halal investments. I am personally not focusing on that in the first um, 12 to 24 months because that is actually something quite easy to do. It's very easy to have a halal equity portfolio. There is a couple of firms which have a halal uh, investment fixed return portfolio where they're uh, taking funds from individuals to invest in the mortgages. And uh, that is something that I 
feel since it's already available, it's not something that I am personally focusing on. Coming next to coming to about five years from now, my um, potential, I would say, vision or dream uh, would be to launch uh, an Islamic bank in Canada because there is a whole suite of Islamic products that are required. Canada's GDP is $2 trillion. Let's just do simple maths. That's the actuary speaking uh, in me. 5%, which is the Canadian Muslim population, it's going to be about 8% by 2030. So 8% of $2 trillion is about, um, let's say, $160 billion, if I'm doing my maths right. And if I'm doing it wrong, it's very embarrassing for an actuary to do that in front of a lot of people. Um, so uh, it, it's $200 billion, $2 trillion, 8% is about $160 billion. So that's the proportionate GDP of the Canadian Islamic population, $160 billion GDP. The GDP of Pakistan, where I'm from, is about 400 and something billion, and there's 27 Islamic banks or bank Islamic banking windows in Pakistan. So Canada Islamic population is one quarter of a country where there's 27 Islamic banks. I think there is room here for at least two or three Islamic banks, and I would love for Ikraz to eventually be the kind of uh, birth point of an Islamic bank in Canada in the next five years. That sounds really exciting. I think you'll have your work cut out for you as well. It's not just my work, you know. Actually, it's interesting you say that. Um, I have been working pretty much uh, by myself within Ikras per se, except for one or two colleagues. But it's unbelievable, Nasreen, how many people have come forward to assist me um, if you look at the members on my board, if you look at our investors, our equity investors and the bank that is supporting us, um, I've had mentors across from, as I mentioned to you, from the capital market side. I've had amazing lawyers who've helped me resolve problems that I didn't know how to resolve. I've had the Sharia Bureau and the Sharia scholars come find solutions for me uh, where I, where I, where honestly, there were times when I thought that this simply cannot be uh, cannot be done. And there's n countless other people who've helped me. And I'm very grateful to them. As far as a bank is concerned, in fact, I recently, now that we have launched, um, I'm realizing that there's a lot more well-wishing people out there because they are now starting to hear about Ikras and people are starting to approach me. I was approached by a gentleman um, a few uh, weeks ago who has applied for more than 10 is, uh, 10 banking licenses and including an Islamic banking license. And he was very encouraging about uh, applying for an Islamic banking license. So mm. there is individuals out there who are very well wishing. And I think the work is cut out for all of us. My job is just to motivate these people mm -hmm. uh, and their good wishes and their expertise and leverage that to uh, hopefully do some good for the 1.8 million Muslims in Canada. And may right. Allah help us, to be honest. Inshallah. We also, I mean, we would like to see an Islamic bank coming out of Canada. So um, we wish you the, the best of luck. Thank you so much for being here with us today once again, Zahir. It's my pleasure. Take care. Thank you for listening. For more discussions on the Islamic finance industry, log on to www.islamicfinancenews.com. You can also listen to IFN Podcast on your favorite platforms, including iTunes and Spotify.